Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. Genesis 26, verses 16 through 25, in the New International Version. We begin in verse 16. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father, Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names that his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdmen and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Esek because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent, and there his servants dug a well. Amen? I want to preach for a little while from this subject, returning to the old wells. Famine and drought has brought forth the conditions that are recorded in our text. Isaac had migrated to the land of the Philistines because of famine and because of drought and had settled in the town of Gerar. There, if you read the context of our passage, he became a wealthy man, living under the protection of King Abimelech of the Philistines. The 14th verse of chapter 26 notes that Isaac had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and great store of servants. But so pronounced and prominent was his prosperity that the Philistines began to envy him. And there became pressure put upon the king of the Philistines, Abimelech, to ask Isaac to take his 
blessing act somewhere else. This is the point where we enter the text. We find Isaac dealing with this enmity and this adversity and envy of a former ally and perhaps friend who could no longer rejoice with him when he rejoiced because of the blessing that was obvious upon his life. So Isaac moves away, but while doing so, he charts a course that takes him to the wells that his father Abraham had dug in this region. And when we examine the text, I want you to know there are some things that we can learn from Isaac's experiences. When we look at how he traveled and traversed perhaps the same path that his father had before him, revisiting and redigging the wells that Abraham had dug. I'm saying to you today that there are some things that we can learn from his experience. First of all, we can learn from his experience in this text that there is the dependency, the dependency we must acknowledge. As a herdsman, Isaac was greatly dependent on the availability of a fresh water supply. The lack of water could have had dire consequences for not only his flocks, but his family. This forced departure from Gerar, where water was in ample supply, necessitated the immediate identification of an adequate water supply. This text underscores a very definite dependency on one level. On one level, human beings are dependent on water as a matter of biological necessity. The human body is 65% water. We must consume water or else risk dehydration. Without water, we will die. But we also need water to sustain our way of life. We need water to bathe with, to brush our teeth, to cook food and wash dishes. Irrigation systems funnel water on our lawns to maintain grass and greenery during these hot and humid Missouri summers. Farmers need water for crop growth. Did you not know that it takes 115 gallons of water to grow enough wheat to make one loaf of bread? Factories need water to sustain manufacturing processes. Power companies use water to produce electricity and to power appliances in our homes. Firemen needs water to extinguish fires. Hospitals need water for sanitation and sterilization. Water is essential for our survival. It should surprise no one that in the Bible, water is used in various ways to describe the realities of spiritual life. In Psalm 23 and 2, David, at a difficult time in his life, he says, he leadeth me beside the still waters. In Isaiah 12 and 3, water is a symbol of salvation as the prophet writes, therefore with joy 
shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. In Isaiah 55 and 2, water symbolizes spiritual vitality. When the prophet asks, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye by and eat by wine and milk without money and without price. The very first miracle that Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee was turning water into wine at a marriage feast there. It was in the memorable settings of a night rendezvous with Nicodemus that the Lord used water to describe the role of the word of God in the redemptive transaction. Except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus used water to symbolize the indwelling Holy Spirit in the believer's life. He that believeth on me, he says in John 7, 38, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So just as we are dependent on physical water for life support and organic function, in a more comprehensive sense, we are dependent on spiritual water for the undergirding of our life and our walk with God. As Isaac revisits these wells, as he returns to the wells that his father dug, it's a reminder of our dependency on water. But it's not just a dependency we must acknowledge it. There's a debt we must accept. Isaac's actions here relate to another challenge as well. For he did not reinvent the wheel. He dug wells where his father dug years before him. In doing so, he paid tribute to his father, naming each well the same name that his father had given him. G.K. Chesterton in his classic orthodoxy has a wonderful phrase called the democracy of the dead. And Chesterton uses this phrase to describe tradition as a vote we give to the most obscure of political parties, which is our ancestors. Isaac returned to the wells that his father had dug. You know, in Isaiah 43, where the prophet signals the ministry of the forerunner, he says the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his paths in the desert away for God. A few years ago, I heard a wonderful, provocative interpretation of this verse. It was suggested that this verse was in fact a word picture of how in the ancient world the wheels of cargo wagons laden with cargo made tracks as they moved across the Palestinian terrain to their respective destinations. Wagons following in the rear only had to assure that their wheels were aligned with the tracks and the trails of those who went out in front of them in order to safely reach their destination. We owe a great debt to those who are our predecessors 
in life and in ministry. One of the sad testaments of our times is this sense of indebtedness has been replaced with a sense of entitlement. So many people are sitting around right now thinking about what somebody owed them. Rather than the debt, we owe other people. The poet Maya Angelou once was speaking to an audience. There was concern that perhaps she had had some kind of mental breakdown because she began, as she basically stood on the podium alone, talking to other folk that no one else could see. But as she continued, it became obvious that what she was doing was acknowledging a debt to those who had touched her life in a special way. And so when Isaac redigged these wells, he's acknowledging a debt to his family. He's acknowledging a debt to his father Abraham who dug before him. Dr. Gardner Taylor, preacher pastor par excellence, he said, when we are born, we all owe somebody else. Nine months of room and board. And so children enter into the labors of committed and dedicated parents. Every scientific discovery is an advance and expansion and extension of previous research. Pastors stand on the shoulders of our predecessors, good, bad, or indifferent, always knowing that while some planted and others watered, God gave the increase. Local churches are the products of truth and tradition. We have come this far by faith, leading on the Lord. We contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. Returning to the old wells, we accept our debt to our ancestors. We remember some things may be gone. Some people may be gone, but they can never be forgotten. And we can still learn from them. If there was ever a time we needed to do what Isaac did, we need to do it today. Oh, wells where yes ma'am and no ma'am is still good. Oh, wells where getting up on Sunday morning and going to church is not a multiple choice exam. Oh, wells where even drunkards and gamblers would stand up and pay attention when the preacher walked by. Oh, wells when young men understood that it took more to be a young man than to have your britches down and your hand held out. Oh, wells uh, when the older women taught the younger women, honey, don't give away the store before a purchase is made. Oh, wells where integrity and identity did not have anything to do with the tattoos on your body, but the truth in your heart. Oh, wells. Oh, wells, sisters, where men worked 
and brought that check home rather than laying up in the bed all day waiting for the check to come in the mail. We need to return to the old whales, old whales, where our younger girls understood that being pregnant out of wedlock was not a badge you were with honor. Old whales, where the old folk would sing through many dangers, toils, and stairs. I've already come. Grace that brought me safe thus far. Grace will lead me on. Oh, else we need to return to them. There are the debts we must accept, the dependency we must acknowledge, but there are the difficulties we must anticipate. The Philistines, they got so upset with Isaac that they plugged his wells. They put rocks in them and stopped them up. And in order to redig these wells, they had to remove the debris. Well, when you are serious about spiritual water, you'll find sometime that your well is plugged up. I look at some of us and I wonder why we're so still, why we're so just quiet, because I don't know about you. Lord has been good to me, but we're just so laid back, and then I realize it might be a well problem, that somebody may have plugged up your well. Sometimes you got to unplug your well in order to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Uh, some of my whales today uh, are plugged up with too much success, uh, too much corporate America, too much academia. Grandmama and granddaddy uh, were not worried about uh, who gonna be impressed. Uh, uh, they just remembered uh, that if it had not been for the Lord uh, on their side, uh, uh, where would they be? Uh, and so they weren't worried uh, about coming to church and be up overalls uh, or cotton sacks because uh, they knew a God uh, that moved us from cotton sacks uh, to Cadillacs. Uh, is there somebody here that's hearing what I say? Uh, I can't sit still uh, when the word is going forth. Uh, my well was unplugged. Uh, my well is not caught up uh, in my house or uh, material things uh, because the Lord has been good. Uh, he's been good to me. Uh, made a way for me uh, out of no way. Uh, I need to get some water here. I need some living water that'll help me run on anyhow. And if you're serious about it, uh, what I reminds us of uh, in this text uh, is you're going to face some difficulties. If you get real uh, about serving the Lord, uh, you're going to face uh, some enemies along the way uh, who will try to stuff up your well, uh, do or have a witness, uh, rob your joy, take away your peace of mind. But hold on, uh, child of God. Uh, I'm a witness. Uh, there's some water out there. Let me move a little further. There's not just difficulties. We must anticipate. Uh, there's a discovery. We must appreciate uh, what Isaac did. Uh, he didn't give 
give up. Uh, he didn't throw in the towel. Uh, he kept on digging. Uh, dug one well. Uh, said it was a rough well to dig. Uh, my enemies was on every side. Uh, I called it Esek, uh, which means strife. Uh, but he went on down the road uh, and dug another well uh, and said, now there was no outright strife, uh, but there was some quarreling. Uh, I'm going to call it Sidna, but I'm not where I want to be. Uh, some of us stop too soon. Uh, we don't keep moving uh, uh, down the road. Uh, he said, I'm going to dig another well. Uh, and when he dug that well, no more problems, uh, no more strife. Uh, he called it Rehoboth, uh, which means more room. Uh, anybody here? Anybody here need some room today? Uh, room in your marriage, uh, room in your family, uh, room on your job? Uh, he said, I'm going to call it real both because uh, God's given me more room. He said, I can park right here. I'm going to build an altar up to the Lord. Uh, and the Lord came by uh, and told him everything uh, is going to be all right. Uh, well, I'm getting ready uh, to take my seat. Uh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Well, you know what I did? Uh, my mind went back uh, down memory lane, uh, and I remember the well uh, that I drew water from uh, when I was a child. Uh, it was good for four or five buckets, uh, and you had to let it sit a while uh, before you could draw some more. See, some of y'all are dealing with wells uh, that are only good uh, for four or five buckets, uh, four or five buckets of joy four or five buckets of happiness uh, and when the well runs out uh, you run out uh, but I'm so glad uh, I'm so glad uh, I'm so glad uh, I found another well uh, when I was a little boy uh, five years old uh, I found a well uh, that never runs dry uh, do I have a witness here is there anybody here I know who I'm talking about uh, I drew from that well uh, and I'm going to tell you what the well name is. It's not Sidna. It's not Esek. It's not Rehoboth. But it's Jesus. 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 Anybody know him? He told the woman of Samaria, drop your pots. I've got some water that will never run out. Go on back there and tell them you saw a man. You can't find love looking in the wrong places. But go back there and tell them. I talked to a man, told me everything I did. I'm glad I know him for myself. Is there anybody here? Anybody here? Anybody here? I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That will, that never run dry. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org. For more information about us and to obtain resources provided by TD Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love 
by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.